0: This week's episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Marvel Pricing. Yeah, it was $3.99 for a little while. Now it's $4.99 for some things. But do you think you've got us figured out? Oh no. It's also $5.99 sometimes. But don't don't get too comfortable. Sometimes it'll be $6.99, maybe $7.99. There's no reason. Well, there's a quote-unquote anniversary issue, maybe. Or, you know, an extra-sized issue, which is like five more pages. You know, let's stop messing around. We all know we're going to go straight to nine ninety-nine, 99 and there's nothing you can do about it. Because we'll do what we want, okay? So just buy the comic and shut your mouth. We're Marvel! Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is episode 752. And I am joined again by our good friend Eric from Cowbunga Comics and Deep Discount Comics in Econowalk, Wisconsin. How are you today, sir? Doing just great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Now we awesome. did get some. Um, one one of the things we did on our on your last visit was we said, "Hey, if you got a couple of questions for Eric, feel free to send them in, and um, he will take a shot at, at answering some of them." Um, do you want to read those those questions that our listeners sent in, or would you like me to read them?
1: I love listening to your sonorous tones, so why don't you read them and I'll respond?
0: <laughs> oh, fantastic! Okay, so we've got one from um, Mike, uh, our, our co-host from last week, who asks, uh, "Of the three major distributors, which one is your highest rated?" And I would I would add to that, you, you got to rank them in order: one, two, and three.
1: <laughs> Damn it. I was going to, I was going to do an out by saying each one has their strengths <laughs> and weaknesses. Um, you know, and quite honestly, it almost depends on the week as to which one is in our good graces and which one isn't. Um, boy, uh, so it's a great question and believe it or not, it's one that we get asked in the store quite a bit. Oh, cool. And generally our stock answer is kind of what I was just saying. It it's, Depends on the day. Um, each one of them has their strengths and each one of them has their weaknesses. Uh, the strengths for, for Diamond are, they have the established patterns, right? So they have the website that's already there and fully functioning. They have a better way of entering shortages and damages, which in today's world, there's a lot of, um, it's, it's more streamlined and the data is generally cleaner. So I have to give that to Diamond. As it comes to the overall packaging of the comics, um, I have to give a nod to Lunar for that. They okay. they do a better job of securing the boxes, but they also have the benefit of quite a few of the products that are coming from DC are on cardstock. So they're naturally more rigid anyways. But we have a much lower level of defects um due to shipping or packaging through lunar uh, penguin i have to give them the credit that they have a much bigger uh catalog that we can order from and a much bigger backstock so uh if there's usually happens more with collected editions and um than it does singles that we will want to order more and penguin will have significantly larger resources to draw from they have multiple warehouses around the world uh because they're selling and distributing to bookstores they tend to have significantly higher volumes than diamond does so each one kind of has their their pros and their cons um you know there's some some other business sided things that are different between all of them so penguin random house we have a lower discount that most people heard about when all that came up, that was one of the news articles, but we get free shipping. With Lunar, we pay shipping, but we have our old discount. And with Diamond, we have slightly modified discounts, um, but like inexplicable shipping charges. Like we'll go two weeks without being charged for shipping and then we'll get like a $600 shipping charge. It's just the weirdest thing ever. So um, it's, it's kind of anything and everything. And James and I actually talked about it this week um, prior to even seeing Mike's question. If we could take the strengths of all three of them and just smash them into one, we'd have a hell of a great distributor. (laughs) But we we can't do that, right? Um, And and I will say that for what everything was uh, before they dropped out of the race, I think my preference is still UCS. Wow. Um, They set up the best website. In the shortest amount of time, their packaging was the best. And whenever we had an issue, um, I could contact them via a phone number, which Lunar does not have. Um, Penguin has one, but it's like lights are on, but nobody's home. They're short staffed and and trying to do the best they can. Um, So, you know, I'll give them that. Uh, And then you have Diamond where it's kind of like it falls on deaf ears at times. So um, if I had to rank them, boy, that is really freaking tough.
2: Um, I would have to say if I had to rank them, it is literally a
1: coin flip between Lunar and Penguin. Um, Like for me as a a store owner, the thing that really frustrates me is if I go into Lunar's back end to look at items, if they don't have the item in stock, it doesn't show up on a search. Generically
0: Oh,
1: penguin random house. um, Doesn't matter if it's in stock or not. It always shows up. So that's a frustration. Uh, But I definitely, we have less damages with lunar and actually, you know, I'm going to go with lunar because there's one other thing that penguin does that kind of annoys us. Um, I know on, on the show before I had said that we're a store who we've, we buy our comics before they go out on sale. We pay COD. So all of our stuff's bought and paid for. We're not trying to sell this week's comics to pay for the bill that's coming in two or three weeks. And that's how we had set up our business. We like that. We like knowing that the inventory we have in the store is ours, lock, stock, and barrel. Nobody can take it back or put a claim on it. Um, Lunar, when our items are delivered, it's just an auto withdrawal. So it's kind of like a COD. We pay for them the day or the day after they arrive. Um, so they're paid for. But Penguin doesn't do that. It, they they literally invoice you at the end of the month. And because things are coming from different warehouses, they, like we can place in a normal, let's just say a normal month. There's four Mondays. We place four FOC orders. We don't do pre-orders um, for Marvel or DC product because we have FOC. and. It's just so many extra steps to be entering orders in multiple times on multiple vendor sites that it's just easier to do it all on FOC. So we order four times. Um, and then if we have a couple of reorders throughout the month, so let's just say four more. So eight total orders. The way that Diamond would do that is you get four weeks of delivery. So you would get four invoices, regardless of one to 10,000 orders. Lunar, same thing. Whatever is delivered, that's what you pay for. With Penguin Random House, um, the invoice that they send us is a culmination of everything from one date to another date. And usually it's within the same month, but we, we could literally have like 19 different totals for one week's worth of shipments because of how they ship things from different warehouses. So when we get an invoice, it, it's not uncommon to have like 200 plus like invoice lines and and it's all numbers there's no dates there's no words so trying to match any of that up is just an absolute nightmare so um so i would give it to lunar um i would give penguin an edge over diamond uh simply because they just have more and they get shit out fast like with diamond if i place a reorder it's usually a week and a half to two weeks before i get it unless if i direct ship it in which case i pay three times the cost of shipping If I order with Penguin Random House, I don't pay for shipping, and I generally can have my orders starting to come in within two to three days after I place that order. So I would go Lunar, Penguin, Diamond, but if I could take certain things of all of them and push them together, life would be great.
0: I would have guessed my my order for you in my head was it was going to be diamond because of the robust uh, ordering system that they had followed by penguin even though they had the box issues because of the volume that you do and the fact that it's free shipping and then i was going to put lunar last for you because you're lower you're not a you're not a, a higher dc store you don't do a lot of dc stuff so there's probably less that you have to deal with them and that that was in my head what I thought you were going to go with so I was totally wrong totally wrong yeah
1: um, we actually so we do
0: we sell a
1: ton of Marvel we sell more Marvel than anything else but we still sell enough DC to to retain our high our higher discount tier um, and Lunar has started adding you know, they have Scout Oni Vault um, so we've we've migrated moving our orders over to them for some of those publishers just because their shipping is better. That's the one thing that has been terrible with diamond. Um, this week was an example. Half of my boxes didn't get shipped until two days after the other half. So normally I get my, well, I get my lunar product either Wednesday or Thursday, the week before product goes on sale. I get my penguin random house product, 80% of it on the Friday before and the last remnants of it on the Monday. And it always happens that way. I'm not sure why, diamond typically comes on Tuesday and everything then goes on sale on Wednesday. So for the mail order stuff, we ship out. Usually we can get stuff processed Tuesday night. I'm there with one of my employees and we're there until anywhere from 12 to two in the morning, finishing getting stuff put together. And we try and get stuff shipping on Wednesday. Well, this week I didn't get my diamond until I got Tuesday. And then I didn't get the rest of it till yesterday. So we like we're Things are being boxed up, but they may not ship out until pretty late now on a Friday night. I'm guessing he's not taking things to UPS right now. So chances are the bulk of it's going out tomorrow, which is way later than we like. But that's Diamond. Two weeks ago, my entire Diamond shipment just never came. So they had to rush ship me everything again. A couple weeks before that, everything came except none of my ratio variants. And most of those couldn't be replaced, even though I called the day that everything got to me. So it's just it's it's very terribly run um, as far as, you know, managing for disasters, which they acquire. They accumulate a lot of. And so that's why they're in the last place slot for me. Wow.
0: Yeah. They make my life
1: the the hardest.
0: Those those are headaches that. You those are fires you have to try to put out because for, for your customers, so they don't have to feel that pain. So you have to feel that pain twice as hard. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. Now, when you and James are um, looking at your orders across those three distributors, mm-hmm. and um, somebody's distrib- somebody doesn't have an exclusive contract anymore and they're distributed across a couple of choices, uh, if, if they leave Diamond... To go to Penguin or to go to Lunar, is the is it a no brainer that you go with those one of those options then, um, if the discount is close, or um, do, you, do you maintain yeah. it with Diamond? That's tough.
1: It's very tough, and it's it is a publisher by publisher basis because you got to look at what your discount tiers are.
2: Oh, wow.
0: yeah, because that could affect, if you removed it from your diamond order, that could affect your overall discount tier.
1: Yeah, the good news oh. is, as long as Boom and Image stay at diamond, we more than qualify for the discount tier that, that we want to stay at there. Okay. Um, so that gives us a little bit of, of free reign. But the other thing is, we have to look at if, like, say, Scout and Vault are being distributed both at Lunar and Diamond, we're going to look at which one's more favorable to us. Now, because of Diamond's random, sporadic, and excessive shipping charges, if it's not going to impact our Diamond discount, we will tend to try and move it to Lunar. Uh, The shipping costs are a lot more clearly identifiable and make more sense to us, Um, but we can use Diamond as a fallback. So if we get damages in our Lunar shipment and they can't replace them, then we know we've got the fallback at Diamond to go ahead and order more. That we also use Diamond for that um, with IDW now and Marvel. If we get damages from paying a random house and we don't get confirmation that they can be replaced, then we can try and place a backup order with Diamond. Um the thing with Marvel and IDW, you can get those through Diamond, but your your discount is less than it was before and you're paying shipping so it's like well at the very least if my discount's the same between diamond and penguin which it's not um but even if it was it would still make more sense to go with penguin because you don't pay shipping gotcha
0: gotcha yeah so it's like got a spreadsheet going (laughs) (laughs) that's all that's what i need in
1: my life is another spreadsheet
0: another spreadsheet to determine like what makes the most sense for which one Uh, yeah that's cool very interesting um jason asks uh whatever happened to the c4 fap cowabunga bundle will it return for special occasions such as a holiday bundle (laughs) drew you want to field this one um we didn't buy it enough we didn't sell enough (laughs) of them um we we didn't we should have done. We should have done more ads. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> if we if we had made ad, had been inserting ads at the time, we could have sold more of the C four fat bundles. But um, sometimes we were the only ones to buy them, and sometimes even we didn't buy the C four fat bundles. So um, I can that would be my guess as to why they went away. Not worth <laughs> the time and effort.
1: Um, n- no, that that actually wasn't the reason. We're gonna pin it on Kyle because. The last um, one that we did, I don't even remember how long ago it was. But the next month after that, I said, what books are we doing? And Kyle's like, I don't know. And so I never got books. And so I took it off of my <laughs> my generator and I never put it back on. Um, I'm I'm open to it. I'm open to it any month. Um, I don't care if I sell one bundle or 100 bundles of it um I'm, I'm very happy to do it that's not a problem we can do it for special occasions we can do it for whatever we want um so so yeah
0: okay
1: the, the offer is always there uh, but since kyle's not here to defend himself
0: it's obviously that's the it was best him. time that's the best yeah. time to attack yeah that's fa- yeah for sure oh what an idiot that guy's a jerk my <laughs> god <laughs> where do you um, get these co-hosts I, <laughs> yeah they're yeah, no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Have, he also says, "Have you guys toyed around doing a cowabunga C4 FAP exclusive cover with a smaller publisher such as Mad Cave, Source Point, or Ahoy?" Um, I know a YouTube podcast that has done one uh, last year. Um, I don't. What is what's like the minimum for something like that? Five grand or something? No, no, no. You can do it for less than that. You could do it for less than five thousand. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: If, if it's ever something that we would want to endeavor to do, um, yeah, we, we'd be open to it. Uh, we'd have to figure out how. Obviously, as two businesses, we'd have to figure out how how the sales and the yeah you know, the sales share would go. But yeah, I I have no no problems with doing that. Um, we had um, an online seller who has since now gotten his own diamond account and he's able to do his own thing but he did not have a diamond account before and he wanted to do exclusives and he had asked us if we would be willing to partner with him on them Um, so we did a couple of things with him where we leveraged our diamond account he went in 50 50 we split the stock 50 50 and uh, you know we kind of did that so so it's not out of the realm we've done it with other folks we'd certainly do it again Um, I would just say that you know, it depends on on the book, depends on the cover, um, how how far in we want to go, but we're not, you know, we're not afraid to to work with people if they want to do something like that and they don't have the the access to do it.
0: That's awesome. Well, we're gonna need a few more patrons <laughs> on our end before we can swing uh, variant cover, probably.
1: This is where we insert the Patreon.
0: Right here, yeah, about here yeah. is where the ad's gonna have to go. <laughs> Join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash comics for fun and profit. Why you ask? Well, because we are on episode 700 and something, and we've been cranking these out for a decade for you. So, hey, support us. Give us, throw us a shekel or two. Toss a buck our way. Toss three bucks our way. Um, Toss five or ten. You know, your choice. You can um, support us at any level, and that level gets you in our Slack channel. You get to be a part of our daily conversations that extend beyond our weekly podcast. You get entered into contests. We've given away multiple 9.8 slabbed comics over the years. Um, we enjoy uh, providing early access to our various episodes. We have Exclusive access to shows that never see the light of day elsewhere, video shows, review shows, exclusive episodes just for our patrons. Access to Drew's comic project—really, a more of a curse and a burden for patrons. But um, you get to see uh, my fledgling attempts at making comics, uh, panel pages, process stuff, even signed and remark original. Friends, if you if you want, you know, I can hook you up with that sort of thing. So there's tons of reasons to join Patreon. If you want, if you like what we're doing, and you want to help us out, server costs ain't cheap. Kyle and I've been doing this, like I said, for ten years. We love it, but we could always use um, a little motivation, a little something, a little what our whistle, a little something to, to give us a taste. Join our Patreon, patreoncom comicsfunprofit Darren Williams asks when the heck is Marvel going to have some of their comics come in cardstock like the rest of the comic industry? I'm assuming this might help with damages that retailers receive from Penguin. Maybe, maybe not. I would love to hear if he has heard any scuttlebutt on that topic. (laughs)
1: Um, Scuttlebutt as far back as 2014, um, Marvel has been notorious for actually quite a while for having the thinnest cover stock uh, in the industry, and it's been brought to their attention multiple times. Um, It's been requested, asked, begged, pleaded multiple times, and, um, you know, it really doesn't seem like that's something that they're too concerned about as far as their standard um, comics go, and as far as exclusives go, we have upgraded a number of our exclusives to cardstock covers um the problem being that in the volume that Marvel has to print books at that's um that's a lot of cardstock mm. you know when we we're talking to us you know doing a 1500 comic run you can get that cardstock roll of paper for you know that size print run it, it still can be a struggle today but um certainly not if not so much as if you're doing an 85,000 you know comic print run that's tough or even a 25,000 comic print run so um I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath uh if anyone out there is hoping for Marvel card stock as for the damages um you know that that's actually something really interesting and Drew I'm I'm, I'm not, I don't want to promise something that I can't deliver in a timely fashion but Maybe what we ought to do sometime is do like a video recording that can be a, a Patreon thing, where okay. I can show the damages that we get through, you know, through the different distributors. Yep, we
0: can do that. Because there's
1: a lot of different types, and I would say that 80% of the time the damages are due to improper handling. Um, would the cardstock covers help? Yeah, they'd probably help a little bit, but. You know, when when knuckleheads are putting stuff in boxes and not being attentive to, you know, the corners and, and they're bending them up as they put them in or they're grabbing them on the spine. So you've got a crease that goes down the spine on every book in the stack. Um, you know, things like that, the cardstock's really not going to help a whole lot on. And, and that's about 80 percent of the damages are, are handling errors. 20 percent are going to be. Well, I would say of the other 20%, 15% is probably damage from the transfer, whether it's UPS, FedEx, you know, whatever it is. And then 5% are printing defects. Most of the printing defects that are egregious get caught by the distributor. And then, you know, the publisher will put out a note saying that the item has been delayed for whatever reason. But sometimes things get through, like if a book is coming through on the the printing press and the back cover gets kind of caught up, bound a little weird and there's a little crease through it or something like that. That stuff's a lot less likely to be seen when it's a one off book here or there. So. um, So, yeah, that would might be something people would like to see is what some of the damages look like coming out of the boxes so maybe we can try and do that sometime so back to the the question um i don't think they're gonna be rolling out cardstock anytime soon at least I, like i said i wouldn't hold my breath on it um and i don't know how much of the damages it would really help it would probably help on 15 percent for sure but the other you know 85 percent i don't know if it's really going to do a whole lot um just because of how things are handled
0: and and you're saying the reason that they wouldn't do it is because of the the scarcity of the card stock itself? Right now,
1: yeah, the scarcity of the cardstock um and the cost. I mean it's it's expensive. And when you're looking at the volume that Marvel's printing at, that gets expensive quick. Um, so, so it's
0: not just an extra dollar like DC does. They could, but that doesn't you know, that doesn't work.
1: It I mean it could for them, but they don't they don't you know shift prices on their covers it's it's you know 399 499 5 six, seven, eight, $9. 99 and and it's that way through the entire that entire issue right so spider-man one's 399 it's gonna be 399 for covers a through whatever Oh, i see what DC you're saying does the 399 499 and then you've got some companies that'll do like 399 for the open orders and then they'll have like a premium one that's nine ninety nine and then they'll have you know like an ultra premium that's cardstock or lenticular cover, which is you know even better than a cardstock cover um, that's fourteen ninety nine so like they don't do those mixed price tiers
0: oh okay, okay, that's what I didn't get. that's what I didn't understand yeah, okay, okay, that makes a lot of sense um what are what is either uh Eric's favorite or most valuable comic? Uh, that he has in his own collection. Poof. Um. I'm um, can I guess. Can I guess? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think in your favorites probably Silver Surfer, the first appearance. Um. And your most valuable might be you've got a you've got some early Fantastic Four. Uh. So mm-hmm. it might be that. That's my guess.
1: Yeah. So um, I have to. Be honest and say i don't know okay the prices of a couple of the books that i have right now which one's most valuable but um i would say that my favorite book is probably not my most valuable um my favorite book is silver surfer volume one number 18.
2: Okay. All right.
1: And the reason that's my favorite is because that is the only Silver Surfer book uh, in that uh, original volume that has has Kirby art.
2: Oh. Um, okay.
1: He created the character in FF, and when the silver, first volume of Silver Surfer was coming out, he thought he was going to get to do the art on it, and Stan Lee kind of pulled an end around and gave it to John Buscema. Um, so for me, that's a special issue. And there's a the last panel um, of the book is a close up of Silver Surfer's face and just has kind of this anguish, agony, um, scream coming out of him. And there's a lot of people that have theorized that. That panel is, um, and that was known that that was the last issue of the first volume. There's a lot of people that think that that panel was Kirby putting his inner feelings about not being able to do the art for the first 17 issues and getting the last issue of the first volume. When Silver Surfer was essentially going away, um, that that was just his feelings put out on the page and how much despair he felt from this character that he had created that he loved. That he wow. didn't get to tell the stories of. So that's my favorite issue that I have. Interesting. Um, but I I would say, um, yeah, it's probably going to be my FF48. That's my most valuable comic.
0: That's First Galactus?
1: Um, first Surfer, First, first Galactus. First Surfer, surfer yep. and Galactus, yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: that's a good one.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, just, just looking it up right now on uh, on eBay, that does seem to be a good one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Darren also has a general comment about Cowabunga and Deep Discount. Uh, they're pretty much my local comic shop as well, and they are amazing. I don't have enough words to say how awesome Eric and his crew are. Highly recommend trying them, even if you already have a, an LCS. Um, so very nice, very nice, Darren. Thank you for the kind words and the questions.
1: yes, definitely thank you Darren. um yeah it's i I love it. I love getting to know folks. I love um being there to help people and any way that I can help people uh, just
0: let me know and you yeah i mean that that's one thing that surprises me about business owners who still have an enthusiasm for their customer base <laughs> after, <laughs> after several years of, and, and the, you know, you got the, you're talking about the grind kind of, you know, you're up until two o'clock in the morning packing boxes and stuff. And, you know, it, it's the same issues you're dealing with over and over again. And, and, you know, trying to keep and make everybody happy um, to, to, for you to still have that, passion for uh customer service uh is kudos hat hat tip to you sir (laughs) well
1: i will say some days it can be a little bit more difficult than others um and and it's not it's never the customers i just want that to be clear like the frustrations are never with the customers because the customer is always right um questions concerns you know any of that stuff that comes into me it's all justified um i don't think i've ever gotten a You know feedback question comment a concern that i looked at and i went what are you smoking um because it's it they're they're it's your money you're spending they're your books um you know and i want to i want to make sure that i'm treating them the way that you would want them to be treated right or i I treat them how i would want them to be treated so um yeah i don't i've never had an issue with customers and, and i've had customers that have said you know like hey you know thanks but i'm gonna go with someone different and that's fine that's you that's that's the customer's choice. And I'm not going to stand in the way of that. Um, you know, there's, I always tell them, if you ever have an issue, a question, a concern, even if it's just a random book that you're looking for, you're always welcome to reach out. And I, you know, I certainly hold no grudges against any customer um, at all for making decisions, but the the struggle can be more of the business side of things. Um, that's just part of what you deal with in any business, especially in this day and age, you know, if it was everything from running your own and owning your own business to, you know, being an employee in a large corporation or even a small family run business, everyone's got to deal with the stress of, you know, distribution networks being screwed up and, you know, sourcing of product being difficult at times and patience with, you know, customers, patience is being tested everywhere they go. And so I try and you know keep that in check and make sure that i'm more attentive to what other needs are there um, to try and help you know maybe remove some frustration or burden and um and i, I consider it really um i it's really special to me because the amount of customers that i have is has grown significantly but there's a number of them that give me little pieces of their personal life and tell me what's going on like i i have people that will say like hey I wanted to let you know I'm not putting in an order this month. Um, you know, just we've got some stuff going on at home that I need to take care of. Well, that's fine. You know, I, I certainly understand. I've been in that same situation. I think most of us have been in those kinds of situations. And But little things like that, uh, you know, I've gotten all the good stuff like, oh, we just had a baby or my kids graduated and going to college now. Um, to I've had a career change to I'm going through some medical hardships. I had two customers. Um, one who is is actively battling cancer and one who's beaten cancer, you know, and and getting to know those things and being there along the journey and even if they're not ordering things, staying in communication with them and just kind of letting them know like, hey, you know, we're we're states away from you, but you've got our support and we're thinking about you and you know if there's something we can do to brighten your day, lessen the load, all you gotta do is just ask, you know, and and we're here and and it's just those little things and I I appreciate that because. Um, even though we're a remote business, there's a connection to the customers and it and it does feel special.
0: Yeah, we've we've worried for years about <clears throat> the aging comic reader and what are we gonna do to replace them. And I don't know that you have that you you've experienced that as much because you seem to have new even though even though walks what what did you say 15,000 20,000
1: yeah yeah about 15,000 um,
0: um so it's not a huge metropolis but you continue to to bring in new customers and and get you you creating new readers um up there and so you're probably not seeing what anecdotally the industry feels that it's a bunch of old guys that are reading comics that are dying off and when they're all dead comics are dead <laughs> You know,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's a little bit too, it's different in who's running the store and the approach we're taking. Um, you know, we've been running the store for seven years now, seven, eight years, something like that. Time flies. Uh, Time flies. Tell flies. You. Man. But, you know, we, we've been running the store and we were in our late 20s when we took over late 20s, early 30s. So we've been on still on the more recent end of the timeline of the comics industry. So we've we've come, you know, post Malibu, post Image Revolution, post collapse, you know, with all the the '90s shenanigans, post uh, distribution wars one, like all of that stuff happened. A lot of it happened while we were alive, but it didn't affect us from a business perspective. And so. We've walked in kind of seeing the relics and the chaos that happened in the past and looking at the monuments and saying, let's not repeat that. Um, And when we stepped into the business. It was very clear from the get go to us that we couldn't just be a comic store. Right. And we certainly couldn't be that, um, you know, that Simpsons kind of stigma comic store. (laughs) We, We wanted to be. We wanted to cater to people who wanted a comic store experience, but for us, it was and and still is incredibly crucial that we're a family store first, right? So we have, you know, it starts out like Billy wants to come and get Pokemon cards. Well, okay, so dad takes Billy there, mom brings Billy to the store, and then it's like all of a sudden the parent who's never been there looks around and like, oh, wow, I remember having some of these toys when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Look at that. Oh, they got vinyl. I'm going to go check that out. Hey, Billy, you know, Pokemon cards are here. I'll, I'll be right over there. You uh-huh. know, and then they see the retro video games, and it kind of starts to build. And all of a sudden, Billy and, and Mom bring Dad because Mom thinks Dad might, might enjoy it. And then, well, okay, Billy's got a sister, so here comes Lucy, too. And then before you know it, Lucy's carrying around a Scooby-Doo comic. Billy's got a pack of Pokemon cards dad's found a zeppelin album that he wants you know and mom's just you know hanging out going wow i can't believe that they're all enjoying this and that (laughs) happens time after time after time and that's really what it's about for us is we're building a community and a culture and it needs to be a full family experience from you know young kids to we've got we've got a gentleman in his 80s that comes in every week he picks up his pull box which is usually like three four books and then he'll go through our new collections that have come in and especially if they're silver or golden age he'll kind of turn through and he'll usually like treat himself to one or two books um, and so we've got the whole spectrum and that's that's what we want And we've got the whole spectrum of genders we've got the whole spectrum of you know ages and and education and jobs blue collar white collar doesn't matter um and that's to us that's what's important If we were just doing comics and we had been doing it for 40 years and we, you know, well, this is, you know, these people, we rode high and fat on the hog with these people for years and now they're starting to leave and not come back. Well, if you spent 40 years just doing the same thing without trying to maintain or build your customer base, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You selling, selling Pontiacs? Because how's that going for you? They haven't made one of those in almost a decade. (laughs) (laughs) you know and and that's or you're at the video rental store how's that working out right so you have to roll to times and you have to you know come up with an approach that that serves you and there are stores that do just comics and they do very well um but they also have had to adjust their business model to the current day and age and a lot of that is ratios and variant covers right and and their own store exclusives um we don't want to be fully dependent on that. We like the mix that we have. You know, I was I was looking at our year-to-date sales today, and last year was our best year, and we're you know 10% up on on that already. But it's it's broad across the board. You know, new comics, trades, gaming, um, action figures, statues, you name it. I mean, it's there. Video games, video game systems. So it's it's um, yeah, that, that's really what we've been been working on and so far it's working well for us
0: diversification name of the game huh
1: just like your stock portfolio (laughs) or or your investment comic portfolio (laughs) always got to have a couple of pre-code horrors in with your superheroes just remember (laughs) that kids
0: (laughs) well there we go we're we're full circle fantastic Hey, let's take a look at Marvel's previews. We now have a catalog for the August catalog for October books. Um, And on the cover, we're getting Spider-Man number one, not Amazing Spider-Man number one, but a new Spider-Man number one by Dan Slott and Mark Bagley. I'm sure we'll get into some details on that later. Yes. Um, As I'm sliding down here, our actual first solicit that we get is a relaunch of Miracle Man with Miracle Man Zero. Um, So we're going to try this again. And did you have the store when Miracle Man relaunched and and came back to Marvel? We did. We did. We thought that was going to be a lot bigger than it was.
1: Yeah. and, And, you know, a lot of the reason why I think it didn't it didn't land was I didn't think the storytelling was quite as good as it needed to be. But on top of that, uh, for those that don't know, you know, 40 years ago or or whatever, when Miracle Man was originally coming out, it was written by Alan Moore. Yeah. And to to try and follow up Alan Moore, uh, no one should ever want to try that. Um, And if you could pull it off, God bless you. But. It just it it's a pocket Marvel UK kind of character um, that didn't have the exposure of the mainstream. It also didn't help that this was part of the Alan Moore completely swearing off comics. There's a big argument and disagreement on rights and ownership, and so there were three hardcovers collecting the original. Um, 15, 16 issue Miracle Man run that Alan Moore did. Um, that's more than 16. Anyways, the original run that he did was collected in three hardcovers, but they didn't reference Alan Moore. They called it the right. They called him the writer.
0: Yeah, that was really really weird. Yeah. And then and, that's and then there were the Neil choice. Gaiman uh, issues that were tacked on at the end and. Yep. Um, yeah, I thought Miracle Man was brilliant. I was yeah. young though when it and so. I've, I've never reread them since.
1: So, you you know, everyone who is somewhat interested in this title, I certainly recommend checking it out. Um, but what I would also say is I believe October 25th is when the Miracle Man Omnibus comes out, which does have all of the Alan Moore stuff in it. And there's also um, it's no longer in print. I don't think I'm looking it up right now. There is a supplemental. Companion to go to that Alan Moore. Uh, who, yeah. Okay. Well, there's a supplemental paperback that goes with the Alan Moore Miracle Man called Kimoda, the Miracle Man Companion. Okay. It's a little spendy, um, but if you can find it in a library, or you can, you know, find it through whatever means online that's physically and financially feasible for you, I would wholeheartedly recommend that you read. That original Miracle Man run by Moore and read the Komoda companion because it is absolutely fantastic. Um, It it is wonderful storytelling, and a book that I actually speculated on probably five years ago was Miracle Man 15, which um, is the death of a character. Just call it that. And uh, since I started buying those in nine eight and i have a handful of them in my collection the price has tripled
0: mm, yeah you called that i remember you called that mm-hmm. i think on, so, ep- on one of our episodes i believe you might have called that out yep way back when
1: so i i'm i'm very interested to see how this goes um you know it's game and writing again kind of the uh, miracle man so we've got miracle man zero which is kind of a I think a little bit of a setup issue. And then the next page is miracle man, the silver age number one.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, I remember it very fondly um, loving the Alan Moore and it, you know, going down, discovering this Alan Moore guy and it going down that rabbit hole and it's like gobbling up everything he, I could find by him. And um, yeah, he, he's a pretty good writer.
2: He a little is. crazy,
0: a little crazy, but. But very good. Um, and then we get into this Spider-Man number one. Slot. Yeah, we got
1: Dan Slott coming back to Spider-Man. Yeah. Or very you know, good. a Spider-Man title.
0: A say. Spider-Man. We'll see what he wants to do. Um, since Morium is back and he's not alone, allied with one of the most powerful beings known to the Spider-Verse, the scariest Spider-Villain of all time is making his biggest play, and no spider is safe. So, Interesting. We'll see. We'll see what he does. Yeah. Should be fun. Um, This Axe uh, Judgment Day is finishing up. Um, I don't know how this is doing. Avengers X-Men Eternals. It's like a triple crossover. Should catch somebody um, selling your big Marvel store, so I'm sure it's selling well in your store. Yeah,
1: it's doing all right. Um, Certainly not one of the biggest events you know mashup books that we've had but it's doing all right um i can tell you what for us has really been been down our peach momoko covers there's just it's just not there too many too many and i think the style is a little too uh erratic from cover to cover yeah there are some that you look at and you go that's really cool and then there's others that you look at and was like that's really rushed. And I don't yeah. know if it is, but it just feels like it.
0: How about the um, Dazzler art germ cover, though, for this Judgment Day number? Is, it, is that what this is for, Judgment Day number one?
1: Number six, yeah. Number we six. will um, oh my be God. ordering a lot of that.
0: That is beautiful. <laughs> Holy yeah. smokes. We tend to
1: order, for any art germ cover we we're usually in the 200 range on on quantity of those really sometimes
0: more wow that's amazing it was a beautiful cover and axe is doing a iron fist number one and a star fox number one
1: yep and an x-men and an eternals
0: is this captain marvel is a tie-in or forty two, yep. Fantastic Four forty eight, not the one you're thinking of. Yeah, uh, easy kids. it a tie in? It would be cool
1: though if they would have done like a hidden gem style type thing or something, and, and tried to do something similar to the original FF forty eight. Missed I, opportunity.
0: I, I do feel like it's a missed opportunity, and you know, I get that they're doing the Miracle Man variant series. Um, but you could do both. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh give us a little homage cover. It would makes perfect sense, right? I would I would think. So going
1: down a little bit farther, this X Force thirty three. Every book that has monkeys or dinosaurs on it sells good. <laughs> and this still? one has Craven, Wolverine, Omega Red, and Dinosaurs. Still, that's still the case. You betcha. It's damn monkeys, man hilarious a beautiful moon knight cover
0: yeah with a little werewolf action yeah Mm -hmm. i love that werewolf by moon knight very nice have you been digging the the current run yeah yeah i I like the current run um it cooled a little bit for me and i didn't care much for the uh black white and blood black red and blood whatever the hell black white and red what the hell? Whatever that was. <laughs> um, I didn't. I haven't. I haven't loved that. Um, those have been very uneven. But it, f- it just feels like inventory stories. Somebody pulled out of a drawer. Sure. And um, just, just not real happy with with the quality there. But yeah, I think Jed McKay is doing great stuff. I actually you still have to buy it because that's
1: that's the only way the title will continue.
0: Of course. Yes. Right. And and I think Jed McKay. I really I mean I liked his, I think his Black Cat was better. Um but he's but I think he's doing some great great writing. Good. So like glad um, you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Tomb of Dracula gives gets a facsimile. A, a regularly normally priced facsimile uh, I can live with. 3.99. <laughs> I like that. Bloodstone in the
1: Shadows. Oops. Oh go
0: ahead. Go ahead. I was ahead.
1: gonna say the next one after that Bloodstone is the Crypt of Shadows, which has some interesting looking characters here on the, the cover coming together.
0: And a ton of writers. Yeah. So it's okay, it's a fifty. Five ninety 56 pages. Yeah. Um I see I recognize Moon Knight and X twenty three. Is that yeah, man thing? Mm-hmm. Probably a werewolf by night, one of those is. Yep. That might be Scarlet. Yep.
1: Morbius hanging somewhere in there. Shadows sure. maybe.
0: Yeah, possible. Yeah. That could be fun.
1: Yeah, this one's I think slated to come out um the week of
0: Halloween, so it's a good call. Yeah, put all the Moon Knight out then, nice and spooky. Speaking of Moon Knight,
1: hey yeah. Moon Knight 16.
0: <laughs> yeah. So should should books get a, have a regular title p- when they have an annual, same on the shelf at the same time? Because um, it's probably a different week, but.
1: You know, here's what I'm gonna say. There's a number of titles that I go, why do you have an annual? Yes. So I think that's the first thing we have to resolve is not everything needs an annual. Uh, But I will say that, yeah, if they're on separate um, separate weeks, I'm down with it. And I I will say that Moon Knight is one book that thanks to your continuous (laughs) um, stumping, we actually we have good we have good sales. And I know other stores have good sales of it, too. So, you know, the more Moon Knight, I'd say at this point,
0: the better. Would you say it's a top 20 book for Marvel? Ooh, not, that's probably not question. Probably not top 10, right? Um,
1: if we were to look at ongoing titles, non-event books, so mm-hmm. not the Fortnite
0: stuff. Well, there might um, not be 20 books. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: yeah. I was going to say, though, I would put it in the standard ongoing. So it outsells Fantastic Four for us um yeah it's i would not, say it's top 10. yeah, in
0: our yeah. Store. it's not going to sell out outsell amazing it's not going to outsell the x books probably
1: oh it, it outsells most of the x titles
0: oh okay that's interesting
1: the one thing that moon Knight's really got going for it i think is there are certain books that um the current modern coloring schemes don't really enhance the covers all that much. Like, I look at original uh, John Romita and Ditko Spider-Man stuff,
2: yeah.
1: and the, like some of those original John Romita covers that are so simple, they're just the blue, the red, you know, and maybe a little bit going on in the background are just stunning. Absolutely stunningly gorgeous. And you look at some of the new Spider-Man covers now, and there's just too much going on, too much color variation. You're just kind of like, it just looks like a mess. Moon Knight I think is very much aided by today's color and printing capabilities because a lot of the older Moon Knight stuff, he was just white and he had the black lines to kind of indicate shadows, folds in the cape, things like that. With today's printing technology, you can get the shadowy shading. Um, you know, you can make things stand out like the the moon on his chest. and And so, like, there's more they can do. And I think that makes the covers visually stand out on the shelf because they have that unique difference um that draws the eye and and we all know that you don't judge a book by its cover but you buy it based on its cover
0: yeah especially if there's a monkey on there a monkey or yeah other things <laughs> uh, we've got strange academy finals number one seems to continue to um generate interest absolutely wakanda relaunching with
2: um we had a world of wakanda series that did okay so now we're going to do another one namor is going to get some screen time now that he's been in a trailer kirby hidden gem there Oh, yeah. Very nice. Ultraman. Wild cards.
0: There's the uh, amazing, which I think has been a really fun fun run so far. The Zeb Wells work has
2: been really good. Who's done in the yellow cowl? Ooh, look at that. I'm going to give Taboo a chance with
0: Spider-Man, with Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man, so Taboo and B-Earl. B-Earl I'm not familiar with, but I know who Taboo is.
2: And a Raw as a cover. Fallout Avengers with Doom on the cover.
1: Doom's hot. Anything with Doom on the cover seems to be doing well right now.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Very nice Stegman um, Jane Foster cover there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all all the standard fare of X titles.
0: uh, So many X titles. God bless you, I feel... If you if you're if you're
2: enjoying them, you're you got plenty to choose from. <laughs> yeah, are keeping you happy. Captain America.
0: See, I, I'm at a loss because I, I, I I've not enjoyed Avengers for a while. I've not enjoyed X books for a while. Um. And man, that's a, that's a huge chunk of Marvel's catalog.
2: Mm
0: So, you know, there's a few of the solo books and they don't get as much money from me as they used to. Oh, Daredevil. There's, there's one I'm enjoying, even though they unnecessarily
1: very, very consistent seller for us.
0: Yeah. No reason to relaunch it, but eh, they did it because they could. Right. Because well, of 8, was it 850? 650? What was the tie in? 650, I think.
2: 650, I believe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have to say, this Punisher War Journal brother number one, I don't know as if I could think of another thing that that writer's put out before.
2: Torrin?
0: From he did Thor. I... He did oh, Thor that's book.
2: right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Because yep, it yep,
0: was kind yep. of a big deal because he was Nordic and doing a thing. That's
1: right. I remember that now. You know what it was is I remember hearing the story and then
2: in processing books, I never yeah, never even looked. That's right. I remember that now.
0: Then Strange, which is um, pr- probably not my favorite of the Jed McKay books, but I'm still enjoying it. I think he's doing a pretty good job.
1: Ben, have you checked out the Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings?
0: Uh, you know, I don't I don't know that I gave it a, a fair shake. I skimmed it. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I kind of paged through it when we had it, uh, the first issue came in.
0: I mean, like, Gene Young lang when he did the Superman Bashes the Clan or whatever it was. Yeah. That was, like, amaz- an amazing book. I loved it. So I really want to like his books more than sometimes I do. Sometimes I think they're a little yawny, but like that Superman book was just amazing. So I sh- I try to give him benefit of the doubt on things and assume that he can
2: s- capture lightning in a bottle again, right? Okay, I I'm
1: I. Don't know why, but I'm looking I have two screens going.
2: Yeah.
1: And something just caught my eye. For those of you who are still with us from the Miracle Man discussion, Drew I found a link um on Google Books to the Komoda companion. Okay. Can put that in the show notes.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, drop it in the chat. I'll do that.
2: Just that I don't know what caught my eye, but it did. But now back to previews. Yeah. Your She-Hulk
0: Miracle has, Man Primer. <laughs> yeah,
1: there you go. She Hulk number seven is here. She Hulk has been a strong seller, um, largely based on some some beautiful covers. Jim Bartel has done wonderful. Her her style lends itself to the fluorescent colors very, very nicely.
0: So those those have been well received up there. Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: Very as okay. as well as the book that follows a Ghost writer. Benjamin Percy, uh, a lot of folks
0: enjoying that. I've enjoyed She-Hulk, the reed. I've not enjoyed the fluorescent color schemes of the covers. Interesting. I find it a little more subdued inside with the color palette, and so I preferred inside, and I just tolerate the covers. So I guess I'm in the minority there.
1: Those aging eyes can't handle the bright colors, and <laughs> the bright lights. That's probably Vegas would is. probably
0: kill you. My my corneas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the ghost writer's been really interesting and, and telling us a, a, a
2: pretty unique story, I think, so far. So it's been fun. Yeah, see, there's Torin again working with on a Thor book, Jane Foster, and the Mighty Thor. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, it all clicked as soon as you told me.
0: Janice fell. Defenders, not touching either one of those. I dropped off of Iron Man. I like Christopher Cantwell, so I felt bad about that. Variants, I like the first two that I read. I thought Those were really good, but I really like Jessica Jones a lot. So really good character. And, when, and
2: I, Gail, Gail Simone is doing a bang up job writing, writing her. Damage Control. I don't believe I've read that first issue yet. Might not be out. I'm trying to think. I feel like it might have come out.
1: I was Janice yeah. Vell issue one came out this week, and
2: um, yeah, it's had good, good pickup off the shelf but that's just the first issue. so. Savage, uh, Savage Avengers, I, I gave it a shot because I enjoyed
0: David Pupose's, uh Scout's Honor so much, mm-hmm. but it doesn't
2: work for me. I don't read Carnage, don't read Venom, don't read any mech stuff.
1: Ram V, Ram V, yeah, Mech Strike, yep, Crystal Scage. Ant-Man, uh, I think the first issue that came out this week, if I recall correctly.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, Al Ewing is um, up and down for me. i to see if that's any good. Did like that first uh, new Fantastic Four.
2: So I'm hoping that continues to be uh, enjoyable. Dropped off of Hulk. Dropped off of Thor. How about Alien?
1: Have you been reading Alien at all?
0: Um I read the original run um and then lost interest after the first arc. Okay. And so um this first issue when it comes out, I'll probably t- I'll probably dip my toe back in again. Same with Thunder. You, are you one of
1: those folks who Old Alien and Aliens uh, and the original Predator up in high regard? Or were they just kind of like, yeah, they're good movies, but not, you know, I
2: don't I watch
1: am,
0: them. I annually. am la- in the latter. Um, they were good movies. I did rewatch all the Alien films on like a COVID COVID vendor um, gotcha. at some point. Uh, I think it was like four or five of them. And um, yeah, the the earlier ones are the better ones for sure. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's, they're not like sacrosanct movies for me, Um, but I do, I do kind of like to just check in on the property from, from time to time, which is what I need to do with Star Wars stuff because I'm off of everything, even the Mandalorian, which I thought I would like, but was a rehash, so I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah,
1: and we're getting a new chapter in the High Republic finally. Feels like we've gone a little too long without that, but
2: um got that coming, which is good. And then the big one right now that we've been seeing a lot
1: of sales for is the, I think it's going to be wrapping up. It's probably not in this, yeah, on not in this previews because I think it's a mini that's wrapping up as the Obi Wan.
0: Yeah, ooh. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, good timing and everything.
1: That Vader cover. That's
2: some um, palpatine. Yeah. Also even the Rod Rice one with Palpatine's pretty wicked. Yeah, that was that was one of those where it was like, I don't know that I can just read
0: a uh, Star Wars. So I need to get in or get out, and I got out. And I probably need to check back in at some point. Maybe with the dark horse launch, maybe I'll check in on the property with the dark horse launch to see what they do.
2: There you go. All right, we've collected editions now. Yeah, you do a
0: good business in in collected editions and hardcovers, and do you have yeah good customers definitely. that that's just their thing?
1: Yep, yep. And then we've got yeah we've got everything. We've got customers who get only collected. We've got customers who get only singles, and then we've got the ones in the middle. And, Yeah, uh, Marvel cranks them out. Got an FF by Miller and Hitch Omnibus coming out, followed by a reprinting of Guardians of the Galaxy by Mm -hmm. Bendis,
2: which has a really cool um, direct market rocket cover. I like that one by Steve
1: McNiven. There's also a a direct market only uh, Alex Ross cover with Star Lord on the front.
0: That's pretty good. Do you just bring in the direct market covers if they're not special order or do you go with the A's?
1: Um, if we're stocking for the shelf, we'll always grab an extra of the standard cover, but we usually will bring in at least one. Depending on the book, we'll bring in multiple of the direct market because those sell out the, the quickest. and They do. Um, tend to be the ones that people look for. Generally, they put the best art on the direct market ones.
2: Wow. Thank okay. you,
1: Marvel.
0: I didn't realize that. Yeah,
1: well, I guess I shouldn't say they put the best art because Beauty's in the Eye of the Beholder. They will put... um, They will try and find art that is most evocative of that run um, or is something new and unique that would set it apart on the shelf. So in the case of Annihilation, they had a new cover for the direct market, but it was insanely gorgeous. Um, and then in some of the books, like the original Spider-Man ones, they will use a different cover, like an, a different genre Romita cover that maybe is not the first volume, first issue of that volume, but it's, you know, a key issue and it wasn't used in a previous printing. So it differentiates it, stands out.
0: Um, so, yeah. Trying to look and see if I have all the individual pieces of that Mark Specter Omnibus Volume
2: One. Yep, I think so. Yeah, it's a lot easier now for for collectors. They don't you don't have to go hunting this
0: stuff and digging through boxes. They can just get one nice omnibus that collects all those appearances across all those books. It's much easier now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Boy, we have got a lot of good omnibus coming out. We've got volume five of the incredible Hulk by Peter David. Yeah. Followed by Nova Richard Ryder omnibus with, a. <laughs> this is one where you could go either way on the cover the, the standard cover is a uh, John B. And then the direct market is a uh, Keith Pollard and they're both gorgeous.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. That Hickman, um, Avengers, Avengers yeah. is getting collected. Planet Hulk Omnibus. I don't know that Yeah, this is a this is
1: a big one because we. have went it out of print, right? A while, yeah. Yeah,
2: this is great stuff. This is a, a storyline that we recommend a lot. That's Spider-Man versus Venom Omnibus. Well, if you're if you're an Omni
1: collector, you might as well just sign over your paycheck.
0: My goodness. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff to choose from. I don't know. If people are, are people all in on omnibus. Omnibri?
1: Um, I have one who's all in on the omnibus.
0: I know Epic Collections. I know when I was talking to Mike. I think he's there for a while. Was all in on those. And sometimes
2: there'd be five, eight coming out yep. at a time. Yep. got a few but, house ads here and then james
0: our friend james he um he does he buys a lot of omnis yes he does
2: i don't know where he stores them but he buys a lot of <laughs> we got here down in the trade section we've got mortal x-men by kieran gillen
1: volume one the Moon Knight Black White and Blood Treasury Edition, so the
2: oversized. Oh well, corner. there you go. That's interesting. Got a Miss Marvel. Oh, ASM by uh Zeb Wells and J.R. Jr. Volume two. Collect six, seven, and eight? Uh, They must be 36 pages. They
0: must be uh, one of those is the 900, right? Right, right.
2: Six, I believe six would be that one. That's the one that came out this week, square bound. Yeah. Yep. It's just really neat to see all this stuff collected and kept in
0: print and findable
1: yeah Punisher Volume 1 by Jason Aaron
0: I noticed um, Marvel cancelled a few this week for I guess low pre-sales I'm guessing that What If got cancelled and something else that was in a previous um, order but for the most part they they do a much better job than DC with their collected editions correct oh yeah
1: yeah, um, it, and it used to be that DC was kind of the king that they they had their stuff in print, and now it's kind of a circus act over there, depending yeah. on the month. Um, are the I did not did not see the Marvel cancellations. Are those due to low pre-orders, or is that more due to their printing backlog? And and what we saw with last month's previews, where almost half the catalog was essentially canceled to be resolicited
0: later. I skimmed the headline because it was a bleeding cool article and that website is garbage and has pop up ads and is mostly lies. So it could not be it might not be true. Um, But I think it was like along the lines of uh, supply chain, low orders and or, you know, that those sort of whatever the reasons are.
2: You know, always gotcha thrown out there, so it was like two or three of those well, speaking of epics, we've got it looks like four of
1: them we've got an Iron Man, Iron Fist, Star Wars legends, and an
2: x men Which is of course this x men has the gym some jim lee goodies goodiness in it, and then we have aranya, another um o g n there. I guess digital first. Oh, okay. I wonder what that was.
1: Yeah, there's been a couple of those that have come out too. Um, a couple of the other ones are the uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, there's a couple of the Spider-Man Loves series that's out there. There's only a couple of them. But they come up periodically. Well, I don't know, Drew. You might want to. You might want to look at picking up this. Dazzler poster.
0: I know. Oh, uh, my wife, allow me to have that on the wall. Hmm. It's inside the comic room? What's in the comic room? Stays in the comic book? <laughs> is that the is that the way it works
1: in you the, on and the cow back hold? of the door, right? Isn't that what we always did as kids? <laughs> That's like, we, yeah, put the thing you didn't want mom to see on the back of the door, so that when she opened it, she didn't see it. Yeah, we were slick. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Nobody could crack that code. New. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I had. That was plenty. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff this month. <laughs> open up your checkbook, man. Lots of stuff. <laughs> well, let's slide over to the good folks at CBSI for their Hot 10. Um, Eric, am I doing this one, or would you, would you like to do it as the guest? I can do this one. All righty. Go right ahead. I'll, I'll do
1: one to ten, and then you can take it from there. So,
0: Well, that's the other um, one. This is this is the the hot ten. Oh, that's from right. CBSI. I'm on the right page. That's
2: okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So leading off the number one slot is Marvel superhero Secret Wars number one from 1984.
2: Yeah. Nine eighths awesome. rose from
1: 500 bucks a week ago to 1,000 dollars plus.
0: And that amazing. We don't know
1: which Secret Wars the MCU is going to use. Could be none of them. Combination of them. Who knows? But to knee jerk buy this book now for that price is insane, unless you're the seller.
0: Unless you're the seller, <laughs> exactly.
1: Um number two, runner up here, Astonishing Ant Man number six. This is an expenser's run, virtually zero sales of this book for months, and then the Quantumania poster was revealed, and there's Cassie wearing what appears to be her stinger costume. Boom, tons of sales, forty to fifty raw. Speckers. Jeez. Yeah. So predictable number number three will blast from the past here. Avengers number eight by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. You may have heard of them boys. Um nine oh selling for eighty one hundred, seven oh thirty three hundred, three five, nine hundred. After all wow. the hype from the Loki show, the price soared, and then Fickle buyers forgot about him and the price dropped about thirty, 40, 30 to forty percent across the board. After San Diego, people remembered and were given confirmation at the next four years will all have Kang undertones, so they started buying again.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful, a beautiful old comic, isn't it? Sure is.
1: Coming in the number four spot, we have Avengers 267. Um, interesting, similar to number four above, this is number four. Uh, people kind of forgot about this one for a minute, as 9.8s dropped to 150 a month ago, and now it's back at 350. Kang again. Uh, number five coming out of San Diego Comic-Con is the number one uh, Adi Granov black-and-white variant of The Mandalorian. Was 140 now 250 So, hop on that Star Wars bus. Mando. Then we've got Black Panther number three at the sixth spot. Um, continuously sold well, now up to $80 raw. People thinking he'll be in Black Panther 2, but I'd give that about a 5% chance according to whoever wrote this. Um, but this one definitely continues to to go. We have people asking for it every week in the store.
0: Yeah, same, yeah, T- Tosin, Tosin guy?
1: Tosin, yep. Yeah. On the number seven, we've got Black Adam. Uh, this current run, number two, Rafael Sarmento fifty foil variant. Uh, it's $100 plus. We mentioned this one on the almost 10 last week because it was only selling around ratio out of the gate. Now it's up to two times ratio. It appears to be going even higher, and yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, a, it's a foil variant, it's great art, but it's cardstock and foil, so it's not going to be cheap for stores to bring in. No. Then we've got, um, in the eight spot, Black Panther, number 8. This is the Jonathan Mayberry uh, run. It was about a 10 to $15 book, now it's 30 bucks. People are speculating that Annika will play a somewhat important role in the upcoming Black Panther movie. Got that one going.
0: Did you watch the trailer from San Diego? I did not. No. It's pretty, um, pretty, pretty impressive. Looks, looks really solid. All right, well, I'll have to, I'll
1: have to see. Um, number nine, Ant-Man from 2022, number one, David baldeon one in 25 variants. See these ratios, Drew. You got to get on the ratio train. I know. <laughs> Writers Al Ewing, artist Tom Riley. Uh, but this is, again, the David Baldi on one of 25 variants, 40 to 50 bucks. So double ratio. I like the cover. Definitely has that retro feel. Um, and that's true. It does. It kind of has the old uh, picture box on the top left and just kind of old style, shadowy. Very cool.
0: I'm like the speculator equivalent of a penny stock buyer. You know, I I, I don't I'm not up there with the big boys and doing my hedge funds and, and shorten stock and. And stuff. I'm kinda down there playing my own little game. I don't get into the variant stuff. So, you know, it's my own little version of Speckin and comics for fun and profit, you know?
1: (laughs) You're digging the dollar bins, hoping for
0: the ten to twenty dollar books. Exactly. I'm hitting singles.
1: There's nothing wrong with that because uh you can score a lot of runs hitting singles.
0: Yes, yep, you can.
1: So to wrap it up here, number ten, Deathstroke Inc. Uh, number eleven, Ivan Tao, one in twenty-five variant, uh, thirty-five to forty bucks. Like the this one, very Adams Family-ish. I, it is definitely. Um, and to this person's credit, I wouldn't think many stores would be ordering this many copies. That is true. It's definitely one that tends to get overlooked. Um, usually, Deathstroke has a good artist on the B cover though, so we tend to get pretty close, and we. Generally, at least have one of these 125s for this run. So that's cool. Um, very interesting here uh, for the honorable mentions. They have Miles Morales, Spider-Man number eight, the Scotty Young variants, uh, which is a limited to 1500 $200 plus raw. You know, it's that Scotty thing. Everybody wants Scotty. Yeah,
0: um, he comes and goes, right? Like people he forget comes about a lot him. more than he goes, <laughs> yeah, it seems like sometimes people just like they don't gravitate towards stuff for a little while, and then all of a sudden they're like, "You know his stuff's adorable. I gotta pick that up,
1: yep, uh and then we've got secret story romances number four. this is a a fine, very fine raw copy sold for thirteen hundred twenty bucks. This is a rarity, they're exactly zero, yes, zero graded copies of this book until cgc gets them graded now that everybody sent them in this week um that (laughs) makes as much sense as how johnny made it through the snow with no footprints and is walking on ice and dress shoes Well, if you'd see the young lady in his arms i think he probably floated
0: yeah exactly old
1: romance comics uh pre-code horror if you can find them cheap and they're in, in good condition they are not a bad investment
0: even if they're in fine very fine condition Absolutely.
1: As long as that cover's attached and you don't have any mouse visits or water damage or the uh the old friend Rusty Staple, you're in good shape.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oops. <laughs> you
1: know what's interesting. I didn't see on here and, and I want to make sure that my, my facts are correct, but I think that they might have missed uh missed a buck here.
0: They they didn't touch on eight eight million genies this week.
2: They didn't touch cool. on 8 it million must've...
1: genies.
0: 8 billion genies, I guess.
1: And they also didn't touch on Catwoman 45, the 1 in 25 cover C Sozo Mica variant. Oh, yeah, it was gorgeous. And, uh, yeah, a couple of days ago, copy sold for 82 bucks. Current uh, one before that was 92.99. One before that was 90 And they're currently going for bids in the mid to upper 70s with time remaining. So there you go, freebies from me.
0: <laughs> that's the honorable, honorable mention.
1: That's right. That's the off the script. Nobody knows yeah. the side road.
0: Yeah, fantastic. You heard it here fo- here, her here first, folks. All right. Now let's take a look at um, some of the FOCs uh, that are highlighted. And um, we're going to take a look at Hot Off the Presses, the Cowabunga List of good stuff um and what we what they have to offer
2: I'm going to take a quick look at some of the DC items It's this uh
0: saved by the bell rev is this one of those quarterly 999 deals that DC does yeah 80 page giant yep
2: 80 page giant You never know. Sometimes those those hit. All right. There's my detective 27, which I'm breaking my own
0: rule by. Paying more than three ninety nine for a facsimile. But I mean, if you're going to if you're going to break the rule for anything, it's going to be detective 27. Right. Yeah. That's pretty good stuff.
1: Now, we missed one that I want you to go back and look at. Okay. I want you to check out the Action Comics 1046 Bermejo cover.
0: Oh, Superman there getting shot.
1: That is a gorgeous cover.
0: He is a talented individual. Yes, he
1: is. I much like that cover.
0: Yeah, it's it's great. And his Batman covers have been just amazing. And then there's a Supergirl
1: art germ um, swimsuit variant right right beneath that one.
0: <sighs> That's pretty amazing too. <laughs> Holy smokes. It's, it's amazing in a different
2: way. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
0: So art our, our germs like his women are right up there with J. Scott Campbell's women. I would put them far ahead. Adam Hughes women. Higher than both that's, of them. That's
1: better. Um, uh, would Yeah, it's close between Hughes.
0: Yeah. Different stylings. I mean, some of those J. Scott Campbell, Mary Jane covers are pretty amazing, too.
1: It well, all I falls do- apart at the nose for me.
0: <laughs> I okay, okay. All right.
1: I've, someone once pointed out the noses that he draws, and it's never left my head.
0: And now you can't unsee
1: it.
2: Gotcha. I can't unsee it.
0: Kyle will go down a JRJR rant sometimes, and I'll be like, "Yeah, <laughs> okay. Now that you pointed out, I see it. All right." <laughs> grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh-huh.
1: So I'm I'm not too up on the artist Zhu Orzu, Harley Quinn, uh, the one in twenty five. Now I look at it and I go. Okay, this one, you know, doesn't have the same draw that, like, an art would, but I have this, like, thing in the back of my head saying, oh, is this going to be one of those crazy pocket artists where it's under ordered and it just goes ballistically crazy, you know,
2: a
0: la Rosebesh kind of thing. It's not, yeah, it's it's, it's not quite a watercolor, but it's kind of close, right? Yeah, is it, like, Craypots or something? Yeah, there's I some kind of art, art artist artistic uh photoshoppy thing that they're doing there that it's 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 like um like a monet painting kind of right it's like impressionistic i guess and yeah that's gonna resonate with somebody not me but somebody yeah it's i'm I'm looking at it's
1: like it's not not necessarily i would hang on my wall but
0: yeah i can imagine that it's one of those
1: ones where there's like you know a thousand people who really want it and only 500 of them were ordered
0: yeah. And now the the Ryan Sook who's doing the killing joke homage. That's a cool one. Have we done Harley Quinn uh killing joke homage before? I don't know that we've ever seen that. I
2: off the top of my head I can't think of one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Killing Joke homages before, but never never Harley Quinn, I don't think. John Boy Myers does good work, too. My God. I blew right by some of these. Uh, this uh, Clayton
0: Henry. Uh, Robin connecting cover cardstock? Yeah.
2: That's really interesting. Brian Boland doing a Swamp Thing cover. Yeah, I was just getting to that one. Holy smokes. It's a lot of detail. Get a Brian Boland cover. You really can't go wrong. What do we got
1: here? Anything good and our other publishers from Lunar. Mr. Easter number one from Scout. What's that look like?
2: Oh, the Easter Bunny, I'm guessing. Yeah. Huh. All right. Are we on to
0: image or whoever's next? Only I guess. IDW. Oh, Star Trek gets four hundredth issue. That's interesting.
2: Celebrated with the old seven ninety nine er. Yeah. Did we determine if the Fortnite
0: reprints are going to have codes? They do not have codes. Why are we going to? Why are we even reprinting those? Who wants those besides the Fortnite kids?
2: Couldn't tell you. I guess people that just want it for the story. Beautiful deadly class cover. I'm looking forward to Sins of the Black Flamingo.
0: That'll be good. And Public Relations. That'll be good.
1: Which uh, which culture are you in?
0: Uh, image. I'm jumping around. Sorry. I see. No rhyme or reason. Kyle hates it when I do that, too. <laughs>
2: oh I'm still up here in Marvel going, where is he at? Um, certainly not necessarily a spec
1: thing, but uh, if you are an Afro fan... They're reprinting the Star Wars Doctor Aphra Omnibus.
0: Oh, nice! Oh, and there's a there's a Star Wars number one from Dark Horse, Hyperspace Stories number one of twelve.
2: Tales from the Rancor Pit, hardcover. Now is that collecting some of their
0: material, or is that just a new OGN? I wonder.
2: I don't know. I don't know that. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So they get like all like so all the stuff that they when they lost the license and Marvel could start reprinting their Tales of the Old Republic and stuff. Do they get all that back, or is this just a special, just for like a an all ages license? I believe they just have the all
1: ages license,
2: and the rank pit is a new OGM. Okay, interesting. Department of Truth there's always a lot of people that pick that up it's still selling well huh
1: it is yeah it, it's, it's got it's loyal fan base that follows
2: it so that Mandalorian photo variant for the second printing is very nice people are going to flock to that I think even though the story is to the first episode. Interesting. When did Hackslash do a hardcover of their crossovers? That's interesting. So the Vampirella Eva, Chaos. I don't think I've read all those. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of Hackslash. I don't know, man. I think...
0: I don't know if I can go away from one or multiple of these DC offerings this week. I think that's where I'm at. Think so, huh? Yeah, I think my my pick's gonna be up in there. I'll let you go first though.
1: Oh, I'm still I'm still cruising.
0: Okay. Oh, you, you still I'm finding cruising. new stuff to to highlight?
1: I'm just kind of looking and see what we got. Oh, uh, uh,
0: uh oh. I
1: think I might
2: have found it.
0: What was it? Tell me. Tell me. I can't
1: yet. I got to keep looking. There's still a couple more. I'm, I'm not even through the end of the list yet.
0: That's true. How did I skim so quickly? I don't know. You were all over the place. I was. I wasn't methodical about it. That's all right. The so problem. the rules still hold. I can't pick a ratio. Right. Okay. Has to be an independently orderable book that you can FOC for normal price.
2: Oh, if only I knew a guy. Yeah, <laughs> you could probably order it. For no <laughs> <friends>. <laughs> All right, I think I'm gonna go off the beaten path a little bit. Look at the gun, honey. Oh my.
1: That's that's where I'm going. Is that where you're going? <laughs> the gun, honey. Exactly where I'm going, and I'm going with the gun, honey. Blood <laughs> for blood
2: cover B by Art Germ.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Looks like a little gold finger action.
1: Yep, because the was it Issue 2 of Gun-Honey had the Adam Hughes cover and that was that was the money one. This Adam Hughes cover, different style of art. Um
2: so I'm going with the B cover for Gun-Honey Blood for Blood.
0: Yeah, that might be that might be it. That might be the one. I was trying to make a case for the Cover F, Hagalt.
1: That's the other one that I was looking at, too.
0: But yeah, I think you got it. I think it's definitely that that um, art germ version. So I'm back up here then, and I'm vacillating a little bit, but I might have to go with Art Germ as well. This is gonna be Action Ten Forty Six, the um beautiful swimsuit cover. Should we Which, throw
1: a a bonus? Um Kyle's not here, but in honor of him we'll do the Harley Quinn
0: homage to the killing joke. Yeah, he probably he probably would like that. He probably would like that. it gets a little crowded when I'm trying to do show notes. Uh, and I'm trying to shout everybody out in a Twitter post. It's 256 characters when we get too many things, but I, I'll do my best. Sounds like you need to split this one up into three posts. I don't like to do that. Make people wait on bated breath. Uh, I have a lot of rules, a lot of dumb rules <laughs> <laughs> that I follow. I don't know why, but yeah, that's a that's a good one. I like that. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, now we're heading over to... Our good friends at uh, Cover Price, who gave us a top 10 and a runners up. And I will give you honors if you would like to do uh, the top 10 or the bottom 10.
1: I will let you take the top 10 this time. I did the
0: first 10. I will need to find it then. I know I mailed it, emailed it to you. So there it is. There it is. Okay, so top ten, we're going to kick off with number ten and work our way down. Uh, Tales of Suspense, number 94 from 1967. First appearance of MODOK after we got confirmation uh, that he will appear in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. So that's cool. We got 25 copies of this sold and a high sale of one thousand three hundred and twenty nine dollars for a cgc nine two um and a raw sold for around 155 bucks uh black cat annual number one um uh, this from san diego again a new five issue limited series was announced based on the team tiger division um Naturally, the squad of South Korea's Mightiest Defenders first full appearance, saw an uptick in interest in the cover A. Twenty-six copies of this sold, high sale of ninety-eight dollars and sixty cents for a CGC nine eight, and a raw average of around thirty dollars. Uh Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars number one. We had talked about that in the previous list. Um I love Secret Wars, I thought it was great. I've never read it since I read it originally when I was a little kid, but um, I'm sure it holds up. Uh, 36 copies sold, uh, high sale of $700 for a CGC 9-8. Um, uh, there was a high of $1,030 for a CGC 9-8, um, and the raw average selling at around $67. I guess. I got a few of these, so I'm going to have to sell at least one. Sell one, keep one. Um, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons uh, comic book number one from 1988 got several of these. Happy about this thing popping. Dungeons and Dragons has released its first trailer. So this thing spiked, 20 additional copies sold. High sale of $400 for a CGC 9.8, uh, but the Rawls are selling around $40. At rank 6, we have Avengers 267 from 1986. Um, this is the first appearance of the Council of Kangs. So this sold an additional 21 copies. High sale of $350 for a CGC 98. And a raw average of around $46.10. I like we're rank... getting exact on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's just... And That's the average, cents. I guess. Yes, 46 dollars and 10 cents. Um, 8 billion genies comes in at rank five, um, continues to sell, another 45 copies sold of just first cover A. Um, high sale of 65 bucks for a CGC94. Um, and that's weird. That's weird. That's like the first, is that like the only CGC that came in? They didn't they don't have nine eights on eight billion genies doesn't make any sense at all and an yeah. average at 28 bucks well yeah I, I'm,
1: I feel like we need to research that one quick uh live on the air there is a 9.8 up for bids right now there was a shelby variant that was uh, best offer was accepted at one there we go all right 140 bucks for eight billion genies one cgc
0: 98 yeah so as of this press as of this email that came out earlier this week the only cgc was a nine four but yeah Yeah. yeah there should be i was thinking there was some nine eights yeah we got it at rank four we got black panther number eight from 2009 um this sold 16 copies with a high sale of 50 bucks for a raw and an r- average of around $33. Um, this was the reveal of Aneka, who first appeared as the leader of the Dora Milaje. It's probably not how you pronounce that. Dora Milaje.
2: Dora
0: Milaje. I mm-hmm. rank three. We have daredevil 227 from 1986. This is appearance the appearance of Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock in Spider-Man. No Way Home gave fans hope that a new series from Marvel would follow. Well, it did. With um, the new series has a title, Born Again. This book marks the beginning of that fantastic run and the discovery of Daredevil's true identity by Kingpin. Um, 31 copies of this sold um, with a high sale of $400 for a CGC 98 and a raw farm fair market value. Average of $47. At rank it's a two, great story. Yeah, is it? I don't know that yeah. I've ever read it. Is that that's not Frank Miller, is it?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that the Frank yeah. Miller book? Yep. I didn't know he was on that one. I don't have 227. I, I've never seen that cover, so I, I definitely don't have it. Um, at rank two, we have Spawn number one, the blank gold foil, San Diego signed book todd mcfarlane knows how to print money uh, 37 copies sold a high sale of 242 dollars for a raw and an average of 217 so pretty darn close to the high sale and number one is black adam number two the sarmento virgin foil one in 50 um which i didn't think was that great but whatever it's number one here track 21 copies sold High sale of 120 for the raw, um, average of around 103 bucks.
1: You're just spicy because it, it's a ratio. <laughs> All right. Number 11. We went from 10 to 1. We're going 11 to 20.
0: I know. It makes no sense. You're yeah, right. it's weird. Doesn't
1: matter. Um, number 11, Grim number one, Veronica Fish, uh, San Diego Comic Con. So again, another San Diego exclusive, um, tracked 13 copies at a trend of 113% with a high sale of 200 bones for a raw copy. Put your grim on. (laughs) Right. Number 12 is the other spawn number one San Diego uh, gold foil book. This is the blank unsigned one and uh, 22 copies sold with a high sale of 250 bucks for a raw copy. Next up, at number 13, we have The Incredible Hulk 449. Um, this is coming hot off the heels of Thunderbolts being confirmed at San Diego. It's, uh, this book is headed up again. 27 copies sold. 70 trend of 114% with a high sale of 700 bucks for CGC 9.8. Gotta love the Thunderbolts, man. If people haven't read that, that's great stuff. Wonderful. Peter David?
0: Full storytelling. Was that Peter David?
1: Um, The original Thunderbolts was... um. Is it Fabian Nievesa and Kurt Busiek?
0: Oh, okay, Kurt Busiek.
1: He's
0: good too. He's kind of good.
1: Uh, let's see. Next up is number fourteen. Spawn number one. Never heard of this book before. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> driven by nostalgia and McFarland fans, his first appearance remains the best and most consistent aftermarket seller year after year. Thirty-four copies sold in a high sale of three hundred bucks for CGC nine eight. Not bad for a book. About five years ago, you could get it for ten bucks easy. Easy. Um, number 15, 8 Billion Genies. Number three, between the variants and standard covers, it seems the standard covers are selling more frequently. The standard cover of this issue sold 30 more copies in the variant with 43 copies sold and a high sale of $30. For near mint plus raw copy, pack fresh. Um, number 16, 8 Billion Genies. Number two, copy, paste, high sale $32. ha. <laughs>
0: exactly
1: <laughs> number 17 secret wars number one from 2015 this is the jonathan hickman one
2: um
0: oh, that makes sense
1: is, yeah the a cover with art by alex ross can't go wrong there uh and this had 25 copies sold with a high sale of 136
0: dollars for cgc 9.6 and you know what it makes more sense to me that this the rebooted Star Wars Secret Wars is going to do a little is, is what the MCU is going to take on more so than the beyonder story from the eighties. Right.
1: Yeah. It seems like there might be a little bit more connected tissue with what they've already done
0: to the, yeah
1: to the Hickman run, but with,
0: with doom being involved in this one more, I guess he was, he was in the original too, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would think it would work better here with, battle war world and everything but i don't know
1: yeah i mean it's the mcu has been kind of a mishmash of timelines of things coming together you know you had some original um west coast avengers vision stuff but then you had like the more modern cap stuff where you had baker writing you know the winter soldier so it's kind of can't really pin it down but hey speaking of pin it down pin it down for me number 18 catwoman 45 soza micah 1 in 25 variant. We just talked about that. Yeah. Um, 23 copies sold. High sale of 115 for a near-mint-raw copy. That's right. Comic guy knows a little something. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> number 19, Avengers 268 uh, from 1986. I can't remember if we called this one out or not. I feel like we've talked about it today. But just in case we haven't, it's a key appearance. Many fans want to read this story all the way through. The second part of the King Dynasty storyline, and obviously with San Diego Comic Con, um, that's pushing it up. Twenty-three copies sold, high sale of one hundred and fifty for a CGC nine point eight. Lastly, number twenty, we have World War Hulk number one, David Finch cover. That's a beautiful cover. Um, so much news from San Diego. Rumors are still bound to be afloat. Kevin Feige noted that more announcements would come soon at D twenty-three. That's the big um, Disney. Festival. Uh one of those rumors still floating about is Mark Ruffalo's The Hulk World War Hulk has been long desired storyline for the MCU. So we shall see. Um this has been going up at a seven day trend of 169%, fifteen copies sold, high sale of two hundred and fifty for CGC nine
0: eight. Okay. I don't I mean, I don't know. If we st- are we have people still clamoring for World War Hulk as a standalone Hulk movie? Maybe. Yeah, someone is. At least yeah. one person. I think if um if She-Hulk does well, and Ruffalo will be in that. Um, if that if that does well for Disney Plus, then I can see that happening maybe. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Otherwise, if they're going to tackle another Hulk, Hulk movie, maybe. You never never say never. The MCU can print money. Feige can print this is money. That's true knows what he's doing all right now it's time for sneak peek at next week let's take a quick look at what's coming out uh tuesday and wednesday the second and third of august so it's the the first week of the month so it should be a pretty big week jam-packed full of good
2: stuff shall we start with lunar yeah i'm sorry let's start in lunar with uh
0: some of their dc offerings et cetera. he just went way... right past the gretzko the gretzko
2: yeah i did i skipped
0: that <laughs> did you want to did you want to linger on that and talk about it a little bit
1: well i mean she's a she's a pretty big thing uh netflix i believe is where her her uh yeah animated show is uh, my I, wife is a fan
0: i gotta stay in my lane man i had no i have no idea what that is so <laughs> thank you for the education but i would no problem Nine nine ten times out of ten, glanced right over that one. <laughs> no worries, um Gill and March doing a kind of a retro cover um, not the art style I'm used to with his indie work, but you know he yeah, he, he was doing Batman before he was doing some of the indie stuff that I like. yeah, this is an homage,
1: and I'm having a brain part where I can't think of a cover, but
0: yeah. Kind of like the Alex Garner cover B, but it also is leaving a little bit on the bone there. I think, I'm not sure I love the Batman as much as I like the Robin.
1: I definitely like the background.
0: I like the way the lights are rendered of the
1: buildings and the cars and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is nice. But yeah, they look a little blocky. And the swimsuit does not work as much for me as the previous swimsuit did.
1: <laughs> no, who'd have thought a swimsuit special edition with a hairy chested Bruce Wayne doesn't work um, for me as well. Just isn't isn't jiving.
0: <laughs>
1: but hey, you know what? It's there.
0: <laughs> Equal opportunity.
1: Yep. Now on the next slide's worth of stuff, there the Batman killing time cover B Kale New. Yeah that's uh that's that's a neat looking cover yeah but i think even more exciting than that is the batman white knight presents red hood i've had a lot i got a lot of orders for that so hopefully people are not disappointed
0: yeah it looks pretty good i didn't realize it was just, just going to be two issues
2: <laughs> but yeah that, that should be fun yeah Black Adam Justice Society Files Cyclone number one?
0: You asked for it, they've delivered. <laughs> okay, did I, did I? Was that me that asked for
1: that? I don't know. Was it you? I'm not
0: sure. Yeah, please actually, please don't pin that on Please don't pin that <laughs> on me.
2: <laughs>
0: like that all red. You can tell an all red cover from a mile away, can you? For Dark Crisis you 3. You can.
1: Ooh,
0: all right. We've got
1: we've got a contender here is DC this vampire's Eight cover B
0: who is this Nathan Gerdi is he new uh Josh Middleton's brother <laughs> yeah I could see yeah
1: or at least very the guy much. that that looked over his shoulder in art class yeah, It's yeah. a very striking
2: uh, cover I like it
0: i i just i want their photoshop settings. you know okay so how do you do the little glare the light refraction you know what's what's that setting how did you do that how do you get the reflective leathery glow you know there's something in photoshop where they've got these they've, they've perfected it and it's probably just a preset now for them and they can just crank these bad boys out Not that it doesn't take a while. I'm sure it does.
1: And we got to go to Harley Quinn 18 Cover C, Ryan Sick homage. This one we talked about. I think we might have talked about it previously.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think we liked this during maybe an FOC. Yep. Um, But yeah, that's, that's a great homage.
1: Oh, my gosh, boy. There's some really good stuff coming up here. You Multiversity just love... Teen Justice cover C, Stephanie Hans, Raven. My daughter is a huge Raven fan.
2: Okay,
0: cool.
1: So we'll have that one gracing the walls. And then right next to it, new champion of Shazam, Joshua Middleton. Oh, Mary Marvel, that is just wonderful.
0: She's um a Raven fan from the a uh, show or the comics? Oh. or.
1: She does not um, care. She saw the original Perez Raven when she was real little and she thought it was the coolest thing. So oh, neat. her first image of Raven was was Perez, but she likes Teen Titans Go. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So she's she's all in. Very cool. Boy, there are some great DC covers this week. Uh-huh. Another Josh Middleton, Poison Ivy
0: 3. Yeah, i actually like that. Prefer that over the Art Germ for, yep. you know, surprise.
1: Yep. I mean, the Art Germ is a cool cover. A little more, ab- a little more, um, yeah.
0: yeah, out there. But the, but the Middleton is top notch.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. What else we got going on here? Sort of Asriel Dark Knight of the Soul one-shot that's coming out. Any buzz on that? You know, not as much as I thought. I, yeah. there's... There is quite a pocket of Azrael fans, but yeah, we'll see.
0: Are there two? Is one sort of Azrael and then one sort There's, of Azrael Dark Knight of the Soul? Is it both coming out yep. the same week?
1: One's a one shot, and the other's um, a six issue mini.
0: That's an interesting choice.
1: Hmm. I don't know if that was intentional or if it's just the way that the printing presses roll them out.
0: Yeah. I'd still think you would delay one of them to get the shelf face for itself, but that's just me. What do I know?
2: (laughs) Interesting. Very interesting. Oof. It's going to be some tough
1: choices already.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's see what good old, uh, image has to offer. I am, uh, I hope that transport 20 XX transport does well. Um, And I read that on panel syndicate and really liked it and it was a fun little one shot. So I hope, I hope that that sells
2: well. I doubt it will, but we'll see. Dead lucky number one. I think 8 Billion,
0: billion Genies' uh, second printing is going to do well.
1: Oh, we'll definitely
2: sell a lot of it. That, there's yeah. no doubt about that.
0: I'm looking forward to
2: reading Golden Rage. That looks like a fun one. Anyone reading um, Little Monsters? Yep, we've got of- a, a couple of folks, yep. Good. sweet paprika scumbag spawn spawn
1: of course always successful
2: is uh the
0: main title do better than king spawn gunslinger whatever the other one was
1: uh honestly they sell i think identically the same because so if
0: you're in on one you're in on all of them in for a penny and for a pound that makes the most sense yeah
1: yeah especially like you know with most of them being
2: 2.99 yeah
1: still water wig Oh, go ahead. Stillwater. Stillwater and
0: That Texas Blood are both really great books. Really Mm -hmm. great reads. I love them both. Twig's doing well. Twig's doing amazing. It's got young. It's actually kind of a cute story. At least I've I've enjoyed it. Yeah, Yeah. I've enjoyed it. Um, And Kyle Strom's art is really nice. It is. It's nice. And it's different than what I've what I've read of, or seen of his stuff before. I think was it um what was his stuff from was it Nailbiter? Is that right? No, Spread. Spread. Spread.
2: It was like a, a horror type book. So definitely right. a different a different style. Onto the boom. Yeah. Got a grim two second printing. Not much, and boom. <laughs> no, they have their weeks. Anything good here in Dark Horse? Avatar, Cyberpunk,
1: Frankenstein,
0: New World. I did enjoy the um, the moon, the Mind Management Bootleg Number One. Um, I enjoyed that, so I'm looking forward to. The second issue and.
2: uh, I'm also looking forward to Survival Street, so. That should be fun. Yeah, let's see. IDW. Dinosaurs. Godzilla Rivals. Just a bunch of licensed stuff. G.I. Joe (laughs) Godzilla Transformers. Demon Wars. Iron Samurai. Is that Momoko, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yep.
0: Edge of Spider-Verse. I'm looking forward to that. This is slot, right? Getting to finish this up.
1: This one we we've got good orders for, so this will be an exciting one.
2: Yeah. Lots of new characters maybe.
1: I think there's a lot of people that are looking forward to the uh to the U cover on this one.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh interesting. I don't know. Have we seen that before? I have no clue. Issue 14 of Moon Knight. With a Spidey cover option. Spider Punk 4, that's been one that's had really strong. I only read the first one. I don't know that I've read any more since then. There's a big one. Tales of Suspense 57
1: facsimile.
0: Yeah, that's, um, is that first Hawkeye or first Iron Man?
2: First Hawkeye. First Hawkeye. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Do you have a uh, dynamite pull box? People?
1: We have a couple. Uh, tend to do more of the Red Sonia. Yeah. Than anything, the immortal Red Sonia. A couple of vampirellas. Um, we don't really do much with Project Superpowers, but the Red Sonias tend to do well, especially if there's a perillo cover. Um yeah. The Yoon cover is always gonna be is gonna be a good one too.
2: They're actually quite subdued this week. Mm-hmm. Not a thousand covers. Let's see anything in the back half here that looks exciting? L's number one. Oh, is that a blaze? That's a. Uh- so it, it's a blaze. So is it also is it all ages or not? Hard to tell. It yeah, is. Most one of their those... stuff is not. Yeah. What's we got here? Hawk the Slayer. Nice to see Boundless still. Oh no, that's just that's just their clearinghouse. It's like, oh, Bellis is putting something out. No, they're not. Just <laughs> robots. It's a sacrament number one from AWA. The Exorcist meets Alien. Okay.
1: Usually their stuff's
0: pretty good. It's it
1: is. To, I mean, it it yeah. doesn't really jump on the secondary market, but it's always almost always a good read.
0: That and aftershock. It's really tough to not read those. Yeah. Ooh, we get two gun terror from American Mythology. A nice little
2: supernatural western. I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't know
0: about that. Like I like westerns every once in a while, but not, I
2: don't know why you gotta go too crazy. This vineyard is that's aftershock, isn't it, Brian Hawkins? i read black cotton not a lot in the back half here that's kind of slim pickings anymore well i picked first yep in
1: the foc so it's only fair that you pick first on this one
0: hmm i am torn between a slam dunk 8 billion genie second print and that's too easy so well, the kyle takes those layups uh and kyle's not here so um, <laughs> we're gonna go not a, not a big reach but we're gonna go with edge of spider-verse number one um and see what kind of new characters we get introduced
2: sounds good I
1: am going to go with Poison Ivy 3 cover B, Josh Middleton.
2: Ooh,
0: interesting. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. Cannot go wrong with that. I love the
1: original Shazam, Captain Marvel stuff, so there's a little part of me that wanted to go with Mary Marvel, but I think that's a little too pocketed.
0: (laughs) You didn't want to make a selfish pick, huh?
1: Right. Yeah. It's a beautiful Mary Marvel, though.
0: All right. That has been a show, folks. Uh, a two-hour, a two-hour episode. Look at that. Thank you. It's again, a good thing Mary- we get paid by the hour. Oh, you get paid. <laughs> oh,
1: my people will be in touch with your people.
0: <laughs> you invoice me. That's oh, right. It's in the mail. Like diamond. Every. Get flooded randomly with random invoices will come in um but i do want to thank you again for sitting in for kyle we appreciate it very much i know you're very busy and um listeners enjoy your voice and your perspective on things so um thanks for for carving out some time and being yeah, here.
1: my pleasure yeah it's, it's always fun and you know it's a it's a nice little return to home base for me to to do this kind of stuff so i i certainly appreciate the to ask and um you know i know you say i'm always welcome and it just i tend to forget so don't be afraid to poke me periodically and say you want to come on tonight and chances are if i can
0: i will all right we appreciate that um with with that we'll call it an episode
2: and uh, we'll talk to you later